You're listening to Exploring the Biblical World through Google Earth with Wesley Fryer, recorded on Wednesday, September the 1st, 2008, at First Presbyterian Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. Well, hello, and welcome to part one of a five-part series that I am teaching in the fall of 2008 at our church, and I am very excited to have an opportunity to offer this course because I knew for certain in starting off this class that I was going to learn a lot more, not only about Google Earth, but also about our biblical world. The official description for this course was and is, Google Earth is a free software program providing opportunities to explore our world via an interactive 3D environment. In this class, we will explore the Holy Land with Google Earth, discussing ways we can utilize this powerful virtual environment to better understand the historical and contemporary context of the Bible and the life of Jesus. We have divided this course into five parts, and this was part one, which focused really as an overview introduction to the course and a little bit of a focus on a rock or what was known as Ur in the time that many of the books of the Old Testament were written. In part two, we are focusing on Egypt and the Sinai. Part three, Judea, Israel, and Palestine. Part four, Paul's missionary journeys. And part five, Turkey, or what was known as Anatolia. And I do apologize that in this first session, I had not actually taken the recordings off of my portable recorder in a long time, and my recorder filled up and I was not able to get about the last 20 to 30 minutes of the class recorded. So this is only about the first 30 minutes of class, but I did not repeat that same mistake during week two. So uh, hopefully we won't have that happen again. And I do apologize that this was cut short, but hopefully this will give you a taste of what we're experiencing in the class. And I would certainly invite you to visit and join our Moodle course, which you can think of as an online textbook of links and resources related to this course, and you can find that at Moodle, M-O-O-D-L-E, dot speedofcreativity.org. And I hope to see you online and would look forward to any feedback, comments, and contributions that you would be willing to make to this course as we learn together about the biblical world through an exploration of Google Earth. Well, welcome to Exploring the Biblical World Through Google Earth. My name is Wes Fryer, and uh, if you have not picked up a handout, did anybody not get one as you came in? We've got some by the door, and I am very excited to have a chance to be here for a lot of reasons, and one of them is because I know that I'm going to learn a whole lot (laughs) in the next uh, 10 or so weeks, and... I've played with Google Earth and, of course, studied the Bible and studied the archaeological world of of, uh, Abraham and different characters in the Bible, but I I thought this would be a very fun thing to explore and teaching a course would give me not just an opportunity but a real nudge to, to learn about these kind of things. So why don't we go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Dear God, I thank you so much for the opportunity for us to be here this evening. 
uh, in this place of worship. I thank you for those that have gathered here. Um, I pray that you would open our hearts and minds to the message which you prepared um, for us. That that this course would be an encouragement to us not only to learn about the geography of our world, but most importantly to spend time in your word and uh, to hear you speak to us and guide us in our day-to-day life as we face so many challenges and and stresses, but also opportunities uh, out in the world. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, how many of you have used Google Earth before? Anybody use the program? All right. Um, Is anyone here a a scholar of sorts about the archaeological world of... uh, the Holy Land. Has anybody been to the Holy Land? Who's who's here? I was on last trip. Till they cancel the trip. Till they cancel the trip. Um, anybody want to travel to the Holy Land? I do, absolutely. Of course, you wonder what would be that right time to go, right? When the terrorism and the threat and the danger, you know. Um, I had an opportunity in 1983 to travel to Turkey on a trip that my grandmother actually heard about. Um, She was living in Lubbock, Texas at the time. And uh, Texas Tech has an archive of Turkish oral narrative. And so that event was really huge in my own just development as a person because, you know, as the crossroads of Europe and Asia and, you know, to go to Ephesus and and see the library and, and what's, you know, what remains and what's been reconstructed, you know, to to stand where we believe Troy was, um, you know, when and just where so many of the letters of Paul were written. Anyway, that was that was huge. That was amazing. We actually did a trip um, that started. We flew into um, to Istanbul and then we came down the Aegean coast and we came down to Izmir, which I don't have cities on, but I think Izmir is here. And then we turned in and went to Konya, and we came up to Ankara, and we came around here. It was a two-week trip. Wow! It would be amazing if we could take everybody on that trip. Um, We can't physically go there in the next few weeks together, but virtually we're going to have opportunities to travel a lot of different places. And so tonight, um, what I'd like to do is kind of give you an overview of what I have proposed for us to do with our course it was suggested that it might be good to do courses in five-week blocks rather than having everyone need to commit to a whole semester or a whole year. And so the plan at this stage is to take five weeks to look at five different areas uh, that have biblical history and um, explore those together. And then um, follow that up with a five-week course on uh, lifetime learning with iTunes University. There are all kinds of things that you can now access without going to MIT or UC Berkeley or Harvard or a lot of different places like that. So I'm recording myself in this presentation and I will be uh, sharing the recording, audio recordings of these sessions um, on our website. And what I'd like to do first is tell you a little bit about your handout and what this Moodle thing means and then we'll um, start exploring Google Earth and... and, uh, Start seeing what we uh, what we can uh, what we can discover together. I'm using a, a technology up here called a smart board, and um, electronic whiteboards like this are more common now in schools. Um, and you may see me 
stumble a little bit. I wonder if I shouldn't have touched. I want to get rid of. Ah, clear the ink. You see me stumble around a little bit, you know. It 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 happens. Um, on your handout, and I may sometimes just have to use the keyboard instead of. You bet. Is there any that is a good question. Um, what I would be glad to do right now, and it is an issue when, from a security standpoint when you have people bring other laptop devices, um, particularly Windows-based machines that have you know, malware and, and, and uh, spyware and things like that on, the church is not currently set up for public Wi-Fi access. However, what I would be willing to do that would be no problem is I have a uh, AT&T wireless card that I could bring and share that connection. So that if you would like to bring your laptop um, next week and you'd like to use it, I will provide a, a, a wireless connection. I would like for our church to work towards, and it's not, it's not too terribly difficult to do, to, to have our network set up where we can separately have a public a wireless. So. Um, if you'd like to do that, you can. There's not an expectation that you do anything beyond tonight, but I'm going to provide some opportunities, if you would like, for you to extend your learning about the topics we'll discuss. And that's what I want to address first. So has anyone here taken a class uh, in the last, let's say, probably five years, or maybe maybe a little bit longer than that, where you had a website that was used as part of the course, or maybe you've taught a course. Has anybody done that with a learning management system? What, do you remember what kind of a system you all used? Did you use Blackboard or, or WebCT, or was there some kind of website that was... More and more now at the university level particularly, when students are in a course, they will have a website that goes with their class. And so uh, what I have done for this particular class is I have set up what's called a Moodle site, and that's a free learning management system. I didn't have to pay anything extra to set this up, but it's a way to share all the resources. I mean, it'd really be a waste of everyone's time if you spent time tonight just copying down all these links and these resources and things. So we're going to see some cool stuff, and you're going to want, hopefully, to, to explore this on your own time. So rather than spend time having to go write those kinds of things down, all of the resources and links that we're going to talk about are here on this website. And so uh, if you want, this isn't required, you can uh, log in to this website, which is moodle.speedofcreativity.org. I have a blog that I've written for a number of years called Speed of Creativity. And I've just set this up, and then um, I'm teaching fifth grade Sunday school again, and we're, we've been using a curriculum that has an online component, and, and we're going to be using Moodle that's private and locked. This particular site is open for other people who might want to, to join and see what's going on. And when you click on it, it's going to ask you to log in, and you can log in as a guest and not sign up at all and you'll be able to access um, all the things that we're talking about. I have topically organized this course into five different topics, and so tonight we're going to talk about uh, Ur or Iraq, Mesopotamia, um, Cradle of Civilization, you know, there, and explore some different resources. And so these are different links 
that I have to resources that you'll be able to go to. Um, probably the neatest one that we'll start with is this Global Heritage Fund, Iraq Heritage Project. And um, it, they, they have what are called layers that go on top of Google Earth. And I'll, we'll, we'll see how that works. But anyway, that, that is um, kind of the curriculum for tonight. Now we may add to this. And we're also just going to start off with you know, biblical references. And we'll use a, a website called the Bible Gateway, which uh, has multiple translations. It's a free uh, Bible online. And we'll, we'll do a, some internet searches to see how we can, we can find those kinds of references um, there. Next week, I've proposed that we look at Egypt and the Sinai. Week three, we'll look at Judea, Israel, and Palestine. In week four, we'll look at Paul's missionary journeys. And that, of course, will take us to ancient Rome. And then in week five, we'll look at Turkey, or what I learned when I was there, called Anatolia, which is the, the uh, peninsula there, or, the, or uh, the, the, basically all of Turkey except for the European part of, uh, of uh, Istanbul, or what was Constantinople. Um, so we'll visit Mount Ararat, and you know, there's lots of, lots of neat um, historical sites to take a look at there. So, um, I don't want it, I hope that no one will feel intimidated by the technology. Um, this is an invitation. I went to school in the 20th century just like you all did. I'm kind of in a bridge generation where, you know, I learned how to type on a typewriter, but soon after that, it was the computer keyboard, right? And so I'm kind of a bridge in between those things. I am astounded at the opportunities that we have to learn together and to collaborate, and that's why I think this course is really going to be a lot of fun um, to, you know, to learn together. So the invitation is open for you to help shape what we do with questions and answers. Please do not feel like there is a stupid question. You know, I, I really, I, I won't use the word hate because there's, you know, I, 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 I hate genocide and I, I hate evil, but. You know, I, I, that word is a little too strong. I detest the dummy series of books. You know, Microsoft Office for dummies. Um, I mean, the last thing you do as a teacher is insult your students to say, you're so, you know, incompetent that you need the dummies version. Okay? Google Earth wasn't taught when I was in school. It wasn't available. You know, this whole kind of thing of using a website so that we could extend our learning at home without buying a textbook and without having to you know, pay fees to universities. I mean, these kind of things are, are pretty new. So um, please feel free to ask questions. And I'm going to do something right now that I, I like to do when I teach, and that is to give you a chance to, uh, to talk, and then let's, let's share. So I'm going to give you uh, about... Um, minute and a half or two minutes. I want you to turn to somebody and talk about what we've said so far and what you're thinking. Okay? You have two minutes. Go. I have a 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 I
you can talk to me. That's your husband's. It's a port, you know, uh, going inland into the mountains. We have the, 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 the uh, mineral bath. We're talking in Turner Falls? Or are we talking in Oklahoma? Or what are we talking about? Oh, in Turkey. Um, yes. What is that called? The uh, cotton. Um, I haven't thought of that word in quite a while, but yeah, we did get to. It was. Cap- was it was it in Cappadocia? I don't remember what that was called. Was it in Cappadocia? Well, it reminded me of, of Yellowstone and you know those kind of areas. What was that called? So have you been to Turkey? Yeah. We uh, when we were in Germany, we took the uh, uh, tour in Germany. It was really nice. A tour in Germany. Oh wow. Very much German. But it was interesting. And uh, we, we stayed in Istanbul for a week, and then we took about a week, about a week trip. We moved down to Istanbul. Cool. Cool. I was amazed. I just loved it. I was so impressed with the country. The layers of history there are so rich, you know, and literally, right? Because in the mosques, which were churches, the, the frescoes and, and the layers. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I love the food, too. The, fo- the food was wonderful. It was wonderful, too. Oh, you bet, you bet. Okay, if I can draw, if I can draw you in a little bit, I'm glad to see that you we talked with each other and we drew people in if you see someone in our class who's not visiting we're going to have multiple opportunities we don't want anybody to not yes we did I talked to your wife so Um, so first question was uh, can you tell a little bit more about yourself I um, I can now say I'm an Oklahoman by choice although a recent immigrant so our family immigrated to Oklahoma two years ago from Texas and I lived in Texas for 13 years, but grew up in Kansas and was in the Air Force. Um, really, was I've lived in Texas longer than anywhere now, but I, my dad was in the Air Force, so we moved around a lot growing up and lived in five states by sixth grade, and, but considered myself, you know, Kansas roots. Um, but as I kind of counted the years, I was like, wow, I really haven't lived that many years in Kansas. I uh, went to the Air Force Academy, um, studied in Mexico City for a year after I graduated, and then went to pilot training in uh, Lubbock, Texas, and then ended up getting out of the Air Force uh, a little earlier than I had planned. And I was just saying tonight at dinner, we heard at men's group, if you want to hear a good laugh, tell the Lord your plans you know, for the next 20 years. And, you know, the Lord does have better plans for us than, than we, can, we can craft and, and concoct. But met my wife there on a mission trip to Tijuana, and I've had three wonderful children who are now 10, 8, and 5. My wife is Shelley, who coordinates our nurseries here at the church. And she had actually worked for seven years on a volunteer basis as an elder and then on a quarter-time basis for our church in Lubbock as the nursery coordinator and the early childhood ministries. So it was no accident that when we came to Edmond, you know, our church was looking for someone to do that full-time. And that's been a wonderful blessing for our family as you know uh, and I hope for the church as well 
And so I came to Oklahoma as the AT&T Director of Education and resigned from that position this summer, uh, officially over five states because there was a reorganization of AT&T, as you know. Um, but I took a job as the Director of Education Outreach and Technology for the Oklahoma Heritage Association, which is not the History Center, but it is the Heritage Association that's been here 81 years, hosts the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, uh, we have a wonderful museum, the Gaylord Pickens Museum, and I am <clears throat> helping with an oral history project that we started about two years ago, uh, helping teachers and students interview family members and community members about their lives. We've done a lot with veteran stories and are going to do more with um, Oklahoma tribes and uh, community stories. And anyway, I'm just I'm having a ball having to pinch myself that I'm actually getting to do so many things that I love and am passionate about with you know, in that environment. So that's a little bit about myself. What else did somebody say or ask as you all were chatting? You said this is going to be like a five-week blog, but is this, all this information going to be available on this website for longer than five weeks? Yes, ma'am. I do not plan to take this down. So this will be there, and we will continue to add to this. And it may be that we'll repeat this class at some point, but the neat thing about Moodle is if we would choose to do that, I can... I can basically, like we could either just use the same one again or what I'd probably do is rename this one Fall 2008 and I can just leave it there and then we can, you know, build so again. We were doing a different Bible study in a different Sunday school sometimes. Absolutely. And that is, is my intent is to have this available and, and I know that it's going to grow and we're going to continue. I'm referring constantly to different things that I've, I've seen online and that I've saved. And so that's why I'm going to really encourage you, if you want, to... Um, we've got some discussion forums that I'll talk about and places that you can ask questions. The more you ask questions and the more ideas and resources you share, the better this will be. Um, and especially as far as experiences and things that, that you all know uh, biblically about things that have connected. We're going to talk about Abraham tonight and some of the things that we, we believe are, are true about Ur and... Um, you know where Abraham originated, but um, we may actually have. I've had an offer of, of someone who uh, saw something I wrote this weekend about this, who has been to the Holy Land and, and has photos, and they may even video conference in to talk a little bit with us about their experiences. Of course, we have people here in our church who have been to the Holy Land too, so I may get a guest speaker to come in for that week, you know, to talk a little bit about their experiences. What other things did you ask or say? In addition to hopefully meeting, you know, somebody new that you might not have met. All right. Talk about some of our friends or relatives that have been to the Middle East now with the military, and and how that's sort of another another perspective on how the country has has changed and evolved, not only physically but certainly politically over over the years and how even though we can physically look at the, the ground of Iraq uh, you know you wonder how much physically it, it may have changed or climatologically in, in 2,000 years yes. or 3,000 years whatever it was and the fact that we have so many people over there now with digital cameras you know writing blogs and even posting there was a New York Times article that I um, included here on our on our website, um, I'm trying to think of which one 
which one it was wasn't maybe I put it under a different category um, I'll, I'll find it but it was it's, it's amazing to see I, I will do this um, I'm using a web browser called Firefox and there's a plug-in I'll, and I'll put a link to this to um, to this program which is called cool iris and I'm going to just going to put in here Iraq sandstorm And what this is going to do is it's going to just going to go out and grab a lot of images um, that are going to come to us from a website Flickr and other places. I mean, look at that. A lot of these images, this is one that if you're familiar with the website Snopes.com, which is used, when you get email and somebody says, Bill Gates has said if you forward this email to 20 people, you're going to get a million dollars. Snopes is one of those websites where you can check that, you know, and usually those things are, are not true. This one was written on there. Is this true? Was this really a sandstorm? Um, if I can figure out how to navigate this. I, I, I just love this as far like because the image wall you know here's these are soldiers that are there in a storm um, and I don't know what you've heard the highest temperature is that um, it gets but I mean I'm, I'm thinking 120 degrees 130 degrees I mean it it gets pretty it gets pretty warm You sure can. That's a great question. So, for things like this that we want to we want to add, that's not something that I have right here in our in our links. So I'll show you how I will how I will do that. Um, this is a, a a free plugin for Firefox that's called Cool Iris. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm just going to Google that, and here's the website. Cool iris. So you can put that in, and you can do searches for all kinds of things um, to see images. That's this is what this is free to do. So let's add this to our to our course. Um, when you visit our website, as it says on your handout, the first time when you click on exploring the biblical world through Google Earth, uh, well. And I didn't get this because it says I'm using guest access. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look like this and ask you to log in. If you don't want to log in, you can just click a guest. But you're going to click create an account and use your email address. And that way if you ever forget your password. Anybody ever done that before? When I went to work for AT&T, they gave me so many passwords. I had to actually, you know, they say don't ever write down your passwords. But if you have 30 of them. You know, and you're using different ones, and they're changing every you know so many days. Um, anyway, I started to. Somebody told me treat it like a credit card, protect it um, by putting your email address in, and you can get the website to email you a reminder or email you your password. Um, and so you'll just need to set that up once, and then you can log in to the website, and you'll be able to see the content here as a student. Now I'm going to actually, um, as as a, as a teacher, going to be able to edit this, and I'm going to add this link. And so I'm going to say, 
uh, let me add a resource and I'm going to add a link to a web page and I'm going to say this is going to be cool iris I can put a description this is a free plugin for Firefox to view images online and I will put the address in here now you don't need to remember how to do all this I'm just showing you this will allow that link to show up here okay so here at the top I have some different links um, that we'll talk about and now here's one to cool iris so you can click on that and and put that put that in so what that allows us to do is um, is to have this visual opportunity to put in um, and I did that search earlier you have to be of course wary of doing live searches in front of uh, classes um, that's right so hopefully we're not going to get surprised but I did try Iraq Sandstorm now I tried Babylon and I had a couple things I wasn't quite sure about so um, but anyway that's how that's how you um, you get into this image wall and, and these are uh, form you know people are tagging or putting keywords on these images and that's how we're we're able to see them so when people tagged an image sandstorm in Iraq that's how that was able to come up so amazing you know the human brain processes an image 60,000 times faster than text that's what Lynn Burmark who's written a book on visual literacy says so if I want to really help people learn and I can use visuals I really should because there is so much more probably sticking power to the, to the lesson if I use visuals than if I don't so what I'd like to do now is let's talk about some biblical references to um, Mesopotamia and I'm going to go to a website that I have linked here called the Bible Gateway and um, I've actually already done this search but I'm going to I'm going to back up and, and uh, do this again. Has anybody used the BibleGateway.com or another website before? Even teaching fifth grade Sunday school, I have found it is so awesome because number one, I just have really the new. I have um, I like New Living, and I, but New New uh, International is, is really my favorite translation. But um, oh my gosh, what translations could I have here? Well, if I just go with English, <laughs> you know, New International, American Standard, the message, Amplified. I found the message to be pretty worthwhile just in terms of a different, more contemporary take on language. But New uh, King James, all of these different, uh, different versions are here. So I can go ahead and do a keyword search for any word that I would like. And I could limit this to just New Testament, just Old Testament. But I'm going to go ahead and just put in Ur. All right, which is where we believe Abraham came from. And one of the interesting things about this, this search that we'll notice is we start, to, we start to pick up things like this. Oh, wait a minute. Son of Uri. Wait a minute. I didn't want that. I just wanted Ur. Most folks who are searching with Google are just doing a keyword search and they're never doing an advanced search. If you go into the advanced, you can do a lot more things. Creativity podcasts are independently produced and syndicated for a global audience by Wesley Fryer 
and are shared under a Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 license. Learn more at www.speedofcreativity.org.